Hello everyone, this is You've Got 5 Options, a radio show where we prove that 5 is a magic number. Our experts will give you 5 tips on how to make your private or professional life better. We will solve your life challenge by giving you 5 different options to choose from. And our guests will answer 5 exciting questions while live on air. Tune in and feel the magic of 5. Hello everyone, this is Marta. And this is Anna. And this is You've Got 5 Options. Yes, and we are here in the studio once again with Lina, a very interesting person that has applied to be a guest on our radio show. And we will be talking about experiences that has expanded her mind. Am I saying that correctly, Lina? Yeah, or you could also call it experiences that opened my mind or opened my mind so guys we already had a first part of this interview released uh, both on air and also on our youtube channel which is for free and you can subscribe and listen to that episode there we have also released it as a podcast and you can find it on itunes and spotify and any other podcasting android up. I think I got everything, Marta, did I? I hope so. I hope so too. So basically, if you have missed the first part, then you can always come back to it and listen. But today we are having the second part. And I do have to say that Lina is a very interesting person because not only she has a really fantastic story and a lot of amazing experiences, but we have also noticed she's not the most comfortable in keeping the structure. Yeah, I'm the not, not the most structured person, but it also I feel that it proves the point that I'm trying to actually give to the listeners that you don't always have to follow the structure because life is what you create. So like I said in the previous episode, if the listeners listen to it, I told how I didn't follow the structure in the village that I grew up with. I didn't follow the society structure. I didn't become a robot like the people that just follow the rules and don't think why they do that. So <laughs> it's hard for me to follow the structure interview interview as well, but I hope that yeah, it's so, interesting. But it's, uh, it's okay because, you know, uh, I guess you discover if you are a good radio host when you are faced with a challenge like you little full of energy person sitting here. So we will do everything we can to guide you so you can tell us the story further. What we have talked already in the first part was your experiences in a place where you were born and your upbringing, which I have to say is quite remarkable and sounds a little bit like a movie. So Lina was uh, born in something that is called a household village. Am I saying this correctly? I was born in... A one home village, one house village. One house village. Yes. I was I was born in a city, yeah, 
in the hospital. But yes. uh, I grew up in a village, uh, one house village, and yes. I had no neighbors around. So basically the only person that I could talk to it was my grandma, my dad, mother and sister. So we have a girl who is born in one home village and she spends her first years of life there. Then you went to the school in a let's say a city that was 7000 people. So this is still your close environment, right? This is where you are being shaped. And then certain things happen which you can listen to in a first part and then suddenly you take your bike and go around Lithuania with four strangers you met on Facebook and year later you start to hitchhike with no money all over Europe. So this is where we actually finish the program. So far so good. Marta, please tell me what did you like the most in the story or what surprised you the most? I think what surprised me the most is uh, the fact that a person that is uh, brought up in such a small structure, such a small social structure, actually with support of parents goes out and uh, this first biking trip at the end of the day your parents actually backed you up they actually took you there so it was not like you had to fight against them even though at the beginning they were worried so that was actually a nice positive surprise that your parents backed you up on that story yeah but i uh, before lina will get more into the questions about your fascinating life story uh, marta what do you think about this hitchhiking thing because lina i will tell you honestly i never had the guts i never had the guts i do believe that you attract positive people in your life i do i do believe that if you think negatively probably bad f- things will happen to you i do mm-hmm. and yet hitchhiking and that could be and if you haven't seen it don't watch it because there is a series of horror movies that are telling you not to hitchhike, neither to pick up hitchhikers, <laughs> nor to be a hitchhiker. So I am traumatized for life. Okay. But I don't see myself ever having a courage to trust the universe uh, or whatever, you know, that much to start to actually hitchhike. And for me personally, that was the part that was the most yeah mind blowing because mm-hmm. i could imagine you know going on a bike with some people that i could imagine but this hitchhiking idea that is already a uh, quite out of my comfort zone. Marta, I am curious what do you think about this? So, we've had quite a lot of close friends that did that. And i hitchhiked myself like in Poland in uh, Mazure i would i have done it uh, myself so i have not gone for a long trip hitchhiking but some of our close friends have so for me it's not that scary like it is for you for me this is actually quite normal for young people to yeah, do that but the su- yeah the surprise was for me that you know that uh, you've had your parents back up which i see as a very nice positive surprise but you know guys each one of us have their you know things that scare uh, shit out of us we are allowed to use those words here so uh, it's perfectly fine that that's the one anna that for you is totally out of your comfort zone for me is out of my comfort zone but in my reach yeah i actually i i did hitchhike uh, for let's say when i had to go somewhere in a summer from point a to b that yeah. i ad- but always with friends i would never do it alone i don't know i'm telling you too many horror movies when i was a kid guaranteed but um, a trip like this when you don't know where you will sleep the next day you know maybe now i could do it with some friends or whatsoever mm-hmm. but uh, trying to put myself being 18 year old girl doing it with other girls and trying to travel the entire let's say eastern europe or uh, central europe 
that is for me quite something. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the biggest beauty about it. Because when I would ski check, I would never put a destination really. I would have like idea. I want to go to the Mount Tatras or something. But the best thing is when you totally let go and trust the new universe. So if the driver picks you up, you will reach the destination. But if you don't get luck, you might just sleep under the bridge in like I did in Bratislava. After I moved to Denmark, my Slovakian friends were telling me, oh my God, that bridge? Are you kidding me? There is so much crime. So when you just don't think about Under that bridge? Under that bridge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In the area. I need But to know that bridge. <laughs> La Franconi. Okay, guys, <laughs> uh, please try to rather avoid that bridge in Bratislava. No, actually, it was totally fine. And really? we met cyclists that we, it was on the route. Uh, that's a very popular cyclist road in uh, European like cyclists' uh, highways. So this is the beauty of it, that you will go wherever the universe takes you. And it's the same in life. And basically, with this hitchhiking, it led me not to be afraid of death. Since I have had depression before in my life, I don't know if you girls can relate to it if you have experienced something like this, but this sickness, it's really hard. And uh, when you don't see value in life, it's the point when it's at the lowest. When you really feel like, I, feel I would die today, nothing bad would happen, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, that's it, yeah. But this is as well the moment when you can just flip the universe around and think, okay, so... Let's think like this. If I can die today, right, and nothing will happen, why would I continue suffering and continue following the structure that I don't like, continue like being around the people that let me down? I could just leave all that and go travel. And since I'm not afraid to die, I can as well go hitchhiking and meeting all these people and actually getting all these positive experiences, which in the long term proved me that it only brings good in life, <laughs> to me at least. That's a quite interesting take on it. Uh, I'm really curious what Marta thinks about it. Yeah, I actually now am recalling that I have heard that from a few people already, that your lowest point is the point where actually things turn around and that the life after that is actually much more beautiful yeah. than before the low point. So there is some beauty in suffering as well. That's what I'm kind of learning those days from many people who are deep people, who have something to share with others. So thank you for sharing that profound yeah. message. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I have to say that it's quite an experience for me today to listen to you because you are a very young girl. Can I say that, that you are young? How old are you, Lina? I'm 21. You are 21. So I do have to say it's quite an experience for me to listen to you today. It's, um, it's really interesting to hear so many things from a very young, relatively young, I won't say very young because people will think you're in kindergarten, but a relatively young person that have been through so many things. So I am uh, now very interested in your story about this Israel chain that you have mentioned, because, okay, now we are on your third group of experiences, right? So You tried the biking around Lithuania, you have done it. You gained more courage, you started to uh, hitchhike all over yeah. Europe, which for me is still mind-blowing. And oh my God, please don't watch The Hitchhiker because you will change your mind. <laughs> And then you have mentioned in your application that you had something on your mind 
and it was a, a chain of hotels yeah. in Israel. And uh, can you please tell us what, what was that about? In short, I just had uh, in my education in Denmark already, I had to choose an internship. Ah, so you are already at this point in Denmark, yes? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. In Israel, I went uh, this uh, January, end of January, and uh, I had to choose an internship. And I really wanted to go to abroad. First, I was thinking about Malaysia, but then I met a Palestinian journalist that invited me to join her. But it happened that she didn't reply to me, but I still didn't let go of my dream. And I decided, well, she didn't reply to me, but I'm not gonna go to some company in Denmark. I want to travel. So if not Palestine, it's something very close. And I went to Israel and I met a girl that recommended me to go there. And she put me in contact with the people in the, that work in the hostel. I contacted them. I sent email to volunteer department. I sent email to HR department. I got an email from volunteer uh, lead that HR will reply to you. And I didn't get an answer. And I sent another email and I didn't get an answer. And I thought, okay, there is two options. I can just drop it and go somewhere else. But I just, I already bought plane tickets before <laughs> because I was sure I will want to, I want to go there. And Seriously, I didn't really have... <laughs> you already bought the plane tickets? Yeah, because <laughs> I thought, again, okay, what's the worst that could happen? I will just have holiday. So I went there. And basically, I couch surfed for six first days. Mm-hmm. Then I went to their office and I said, hey, guys, where is the marketing department? They said, okay, go there. But why do you need? I'm like, I have an interview. I went there and like, you didn't answer my email, but I'm here. <laughs> and they're like, okay, let's have an interview. We talked for an hour and basically I got the place. I got the job. Unpaid job, but... <laughs> okay, so basically, you were trying to apply to that place. Yeah. And... Uh, You never got an answer, but you bought a plane ticket. You went there in person. Yes. You opened the door of that company one beautiful day, asked where is the marketing department because you have an interview, which you did not have. I texted them and they said, come over. Um, okay. But it was yeah. not really set. And then you land an internship. Yes. And the next day I moved in in the hostel because this was the deal. You work certain amount of time. That was my internship. And then you can stay there, eat there, travel. Yeah, basically. So your expenses are being covered. All the expenses. Yes. I love this creative thinking. You know, when you really love doing something. And you are just open. Now I see what you mean about the open mind. This is really now it clicks in. You know what it is that you wanted to bring as a message here. And I really, really see this because you could so easily say that I need all the money or I want the budget or I need to stay at Airbnb or whatever it is. But if you open up yourself, you can find such amazing opportunities, even when you actually have almost no money. I'm still at that point when you bought the tickets (laughs) and, you know, you didn't even know if you will get it or not. What is your mindset? Is it more like I will get it no matter what I know it? Or is it more like if I won't get it, I will still figure out something on the place? The first thought is I will get it. Of course, I need to believe in it, believe in it so hard that it will happen. I believe in it (laughs) that if I trust the universe, I trust the destiny, I trust that everything will go well. Then I have little backup. Okay, if this doesn't go well, something else will go even better. Or if something doesn't happen as I expect it to be, probably it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, it's actually a fine balance between both mindsets because you are saying on one hand that you really believe in it and if you really really believe in it it will happen which is the typical law of attraction i would say that the the typical 
philosophy, which is, by the way, extremely criticized, right? But then you, you have this other complementary thought, which I think it's way more important and maybe relevant. If this will not happen, then I will figure out or maybe something better is meant for me or maybe something better will happen, you know? So um, then I think that on the other hand, you don't put so much pressure on yeah. the fact that you, you really want it, you believe in it, but if it won't happen, it will not kill you. Because then every time something would go wrong, I would assume you would lost your faith in the law of attraction because I believed, I believed and nothing happened. The thing what I believe in is, it's not something certain. It's not the material thing like in the reality world that I will go there and I will get a job. What I believe in it is that I will be fine, that everything will fall in its place. This is the belief in the source of happiness, not certain thing, because I might think that this internship will be perfect and this is what will make me happy, but also I might be wrong. So I believe that things will go as they have to be and everything will be fine. May I ask a question about that? Because that's yeah. quite a spiritual uh, approach to life. And I am really curious, what has shaped that mindset for you? How have you obtained that mi mindset? It's really good question because I am an atheist and I don't believe in what Christians call God in the environment that I grew up in. But I really consider myself as a spiritual person. It's hard to answer how did I get there, but it's basically all this experience that I shared with you before or in the last episode, the things that I tried out, the things that enlightened me in the longer run. I found that spirituality within myself. I found that spirituality in the belief of love and good energy in life. It's actually a spiritual approach to life. How yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It is very spiritual. That's why I was uh, very uh, interested in hearing how did you obtain that uh, spiritual approach? Because it can happen in many different ways. It can ha some people they have a teacher. Some people they have spiritual awakening. Uh, some people this they is the case maybe. So I was just curious if uh, if you have yourself realized when you got this kind of approach, or is that something that you are learning through your experiences? It was like this. I'll try to tell it short. Yeah. I moved to Denmark and I fall in love with the guy. It was amazing. For one month, it was perfect. At the same time, I was working in a place very hard every day. He suddenly one day stopped talking to me. I got depressed and very sensitive. Plus, I was completely alone in here. Didn't know anybody. Then the job that I was working in, the guy decided not to pay me. My parents, they're not rich. They're not rich, really. And it was hard for them to support me. And it all fell apart. Then, a few months later, I was like, okay. I not mad in this guy and I invited him as my friend to Christmas party. He came and he brought his new girlfriend there. And I was like, ah, it was okay. Like I talked with her, everything was nice, but I felt sad inside. I felt very lonely. And then I, next morning I decided, okay, I will go hitchhike. And I was standing there, I don't know, 50 kilometers from Amsterdam hitchhiking alone. And the cars were not coming. I was had half an hour and it was like, that was my one moment of enlightenment that actually I'm doing well. I'm getting back to myself. I'm connecting to myself. Things are going well. Although I could cry about it. I don't know. I don't, couldn't find so much from environment that would make me happy, that would uplift me. But I happened it inside myself. That was the moment, like, I was in the middle of nowhere. But this was, again, this moment that it turned upside down, that I had to look within to start to shining again. 
and to create because you've mentioned when we've talked before that you believe you are a creator yes. of your reality. So you actually being 21 years old, you actually have naturally obtained a belief that the way your reality looks like depends on what's within you. Yeah. So what's within you defines what's outside of you. Basically, I believe that what is the reality? What is actually real in life is what we think. It's our perception. Because how we look at things, this is what we feel. This is what is true. So if I have uh, the values in my life, direct my feelings. So I believe that uh, how I perceive life, this is what is real. I think what you are trying to say is, and that's one of actually a, a very uh, serious theories, that life is almost like a computer game. And there are some theories that you actually, as a person, you are the only entity in the game. The rest of the things that you see, people you talk to, us, the situation in the studio is actually um, a manifestation of your thoughts. So basically, exactly. you create your own reality by every single thought you have, right? It's a, it's a theory. But I do believe that we live in our own heads. We do. Yeah, exactly. We live in our own heads. And what is in our head is becoming real to us. So if I will see everyone as a evil person uh, who wants to, uh, I don't know, lie to me, trick me or whatsoever, this is how I will start to respond to the world. And this is exactly what will happen. Probably I will start to meet those people or I will just act in a way that I will, yeah. I will actually alterate my reality. And so, yeah. And I think that as well, the people that you're interacting with will most probably feel that and respond to that automatically, which will only lead to manifesting to this idea. Because all starts from idea. I wouldn't be here if I didn't have this idea. And you wouldn't have this radio if you didn't think of it. So our ideas, eventually, they become real. So you've mentioned before already, and that's also what you've named as one of your group of experiences, the art of life or the art of mind, soul and heart. Is that what it's all about, about that manifestation and creation and so on? Is that understood correctly? Yeah, of course. It's Everything is connected. All the life is must be in balance. So you cannot achieve balance if some of the parts are out if I would only focus on one thing. So I believe that if I want to be happy in life, I should not only pursue my career or material things, I also try to connect and listen truly to myself. What before, in the first stage of life, in the first experience, I mentioned that I was extra sensitive and my parents told me, you need to be in the box, you need to suffer. I realized that no, it's actually a good thing that I can feel the people, that I can feel what is going on And I realized the strength in the weakness that brought me back to balance in life. Okay, so you mentioned quite a lot about intuition and thinking about our listeners and about how the messages that we could send to them. How would you tell the listeners how they can actually do it, how they can start listening to their intuition? It's very simple. Just be courageous to listen to yourself and don't silence these thoughts. You feel like, why am I doing this? Like, it doesn't feel good. Many people are like, no, I need to be strong and suffer and I will be a strong person, like in the first stage, like I mentioned. You can just think one step back, one step further, like from the sky, look at it from the side. You could be here and stay and suffer, but also there is another option. You can listen to your intuition and actually make 
a step and change it. There is nothing that was deducted. I don't believe in destiny that it was made by me before. I believe in destiny that is, is yet come to happen. So people should listen to themselves when they feel bad or when they feel sad and don't try to silence these thoughts because all of them are acceptable because our reality is what we think. So once we're okay that we're sometimes feeling bad, once we're okay with it and once we acknowledge it, we can deal with it and listen to the, your, ourselves and listen to this intuition and make a change. Yeah, I think that uh, because I think many people have problem with finding that intuitive voice within them. And I think there was something that you mentioned, and actually we have to close this amazing show in a moment, but that's one thought I would like to definitely finish with. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned that if you feel angry or you feel sad, so basically when something is off, this is when you should actually accept those feelings and listen to them. And now I will have a question to Marta. Marta, do you think that this is actually a good way for people who claim they don't have an intuitive voice to just pay attention to when they don't feel well, that this could be the first clue? So I think that being able to recognize what's the intuition and what's the fear, one and the other is your inner voice, right? Yes. So there is an art to it, to actually allow yourself to test it a little bit and see and align with it and so on. I think some people connect with it more naturally and for others it's actually quite difficult. Yeah. I'm on the other side and it, it's actually an art for me to master, to allow myself to do it. But definitely you are onto something, Anna, because I think the art definitely embraces emotions. So allowing ourselves to have the emotions and obtaining the ability to be with them and let go when this is ready is definitely a big part of allowing our intuition to come. Because if we are trying to shut off, shut down our emotions, we are also shutting off our intuition. So they are somehow interconnected. I don't have it completely figured out yet. Definitely not. But that's where I'm that's what I'm getting into in my own process of learning. Yeah, you mentioned something that is very, very important. How do you make a distinction between your fear and your intuition? Because for instance, I might say to myself, going hitchhiking is a horrible idea. And that's actually something that is dictated by my fear, not by my intuition. It's something else to have a gut feeling that this is a good or bad thing to do. And that's number one. I think this is very important to be able to mm -hmm. investigate yourself well enough to make a distinction between when am I afraid and actually my mind is tricking me into believing yeah. I have an intuitive feeling about something being dangerous and when in reality I do feel this gut feeling that this is what I should or should not do. Very interesting concept, I would say. I make like a logical reasoning mm -hmm. before I go hitchhiking. I think, what is the worst that could happen? Like say, okay, I could die. But I already was in this point, in the lowest point, when I didn't want to live. So there is nothing worse that can happen than that. So I make a logical reasoning that basically it's a practice. It takes practice, it takes training to think positively, to find a good thought 
what the good can happen, and if it outweighs, the good always outweighs the bad. So make a logical reasoning. So if I go and move somewhere else, or if I go travel, I might experience this, I might experience this, and usually it gives me enough of positive energy, enough of courage, enough of belief to do it. I would like to close this show with the last question for you, Lina. Yes. Do you ever have a bad gut feeling or a bad or intuition that tells you I should not do something? Do you ever have that? That something is actually warning you for taking certain steps? It's more about uh, connecting to some people that don't make me feel good. I make this uh, check-in in the moment. So if I'm with the, in an environment that not makes me feel good, I don't try to push myself and stay there. I just leave. So I never experienced this while traveling, surprisingly, that this is road is not good and I will die if I go this way. <laughs> I didn't go to such places yet because I believe that people are actually all wishing good to each other. But I have experienced this with some people that I shouldn't continue my friendship, maybe. That's very interesting. So you have the intuition, yeah. uh, the bad gut feeling about people. Uh, Lina, it was a really an experience to have you here as a guest. I think it's a wonderful story you have to share and a wonderful purpose. Um, for anyone who would be interested to contact Lina and ask her, for instance, how can I go hitchhiking or how can I bike around Lithuania or how to get an internship when they don't respond to me, <laughs> you will have all the information about Lina in the show notes of these two episodes that we have made with her so you can reach her out. And I would like to thank you, Lina, for thank being you here so today. Much. And Marta, thank you for uh, being here and, yeah, giving your great uh, perspective on things, especially that thing with the fear and uh, intuition. That's one thing that I will be thinking about for some time now. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. bye, bye everyone. Bye. You are listening to You've Got Five Options radio show where we hopefully convinced you that five indeed is a magic number. To catch up with our previous programs, apply to be our guest, send us your life challenge, or just to see how do we really look like, visit our website, the5options.com. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will come for more. That's all, folks!